I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. regularly scheduled program i mean don't promise that i haven't edited this episode yet that's true but uh i feel like i'm gonna speak it into the universe okay yeah so as the person who does none of the work on this (laughs) so i did the math that we had promised about all of the black owned products that we recommended on this podcast because if you recall Back in June, one of our action items was doing sort of our own 15% pledge in the way we can, which is like, first of all, through our own purchasing, but then also through the things that we link in our show notes, which is not really like a massive societal influence, but yet. <laughs> um, it is our outward facing life. Because there are things that we purchase that we don't talk about on this podcast. Yeah. The rest of our life is very inward facing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, between June and December, which was the period we were looking at, we put 28 things, we linked 28 things in the show notes and 12 of them were black owned, which is 43%. Okay. Which is very high, but I think that it is artificially high. Hmm. For a few reasons, in the interest of data transparency. First of all, we did not operate on our regular schedule between June and December, as Mm. everyone has noticed. (laughs) What? (laughs) Also, we were very clearly selecting for that from June through December. Mm -hmm. And it was something we were like actively working on and actively trying to do. And that's not to say that going forward, we won't actively be working on it or trying to do it. But I think in that period, it was a really heightened awareness. So I think that in the next 12 months between January 2021 and December 2021, we'll get a more even number, I think, or like not even number, but like a more better data. Yeah, better data. Data or data? Can be either. Can it? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, (laughs) I also did a count between January 2020 and December 2020 just to see how that would shake out. Wow. And that number is 18%, which is still over 15%, which is good. Mm -hmm. But between January and... What's the month that comes before June? May. Yes. <laughs> um, which were the months that weren't included in that first number. We didn't buy any black-owned products. So we added to the overall number of products that we recommended, but not at all to the black-owned products, which I think is a more realistic look at how we operated our lives. Like, that's not impressive. Mm. But also it's super real, and I think that it shows that, like, as white people in a white supremacist society, like we're not just going to stumble upon black owned products. Those things aren't available to us in the same way that products owned or companies owned by white people are. So yeah, like it, it does need to be an active thing that we do. And it's like, 
sourcing that we should be working on actively. Yeah, I mean, I think it also intersects with what we buy a lot of and where where we're marketed at, where we're mar- marketed towards. What? How would you describe it if someone is putting ads in front of you? Where we're marketed from? What's the preposition there? I'm trying to Who say... Who is marketing at us? Yeah, I'm trying to say that, like, effectively, Instagram has gotten in a lot of trouble for pushing pushing their algorithm in ways that are racially biased um and as white people buying a lot of eco-friendly products we see a lot of eco-friendly brands managed by white folks uh marketed so it wouldn't be marketed from it would be where where people are marketing to it would just be a totally different sentence huh I would probably rewrite the sentence to avoid the awkward preposition situation you find yourself in. Hmm. So, uh, my awkward preposition aside, I think that has to play into it, too. I know you find a lot of your stuff on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Not through Instagram ads. I don't think I've ever purchased something by, like, clicking on an Instagram ad, though. Yeah, that's fair. Even still, like, your search and your discovery is still subject to those... um, like al- algorithmic definitions that the app is uh, coded in. Yeah, I think that what this data says to me is that the argument that like, oh, I just buy things from brands that I like regardless of who owns them is like not a good argument towards equality because that argument will never result in equality. Mm. It's the active sourcing that is going to push me to find brands and makers and creators that are people of color. Yeah. Yeah. that. Gotta do your own research. Yeah. Which, like, you all should also do your own research because we are not data scientists. I don't know if you heard me try to sound intelligent (laughs) about how algorithms work, but I actually have, like, no real idea. Uh, It would be wild if one of us were a data scientist, though. That would be cool. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it would be actually pretty boring. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it'd be actually pretty boring. But, like, cool in theory... But in practice, it'd be a lot of sitting at a desk, typing in, I assume, code to make algorithms to collect giant amounts of data. (laughs) Or like JavaScript? Is that what? Python? What are the two? I don't know. I'm going to stop pretending I know these things. Um, Point is, I would say those numbers are better than I thought, which is both bad and good (laughs) for the reasons you discussed. Um, Yeah, I thought the overall number for the year was higher than I thought it would be, but I think also, again, because we weren't posting consistently all year. Mm, That's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I purchased recently. I mean, I purchased kind of from a lot of big box stores just to save dollars most recently. Um, But even still, thinking about some of the smaller stuff like the dental lace and other things trying to run through my brain now about who those ceos are um yeah thanks for doing the math yeah we also wanted to follow up on something that happened in our short break um you thought you had escaped the hallway and yet (laughs) we are back (laughs) never ending well, we, hopefully ending. Maybe ended? Maybe ended. <laughs> Maybe over. Um, we got the hooks that we had talked about in the last hallway episode. We had ordered them, and they were coming from Indonesia, I think, and so they had just not arrived yet. And we installed those, which was 
honestly a pretty seamless process overall, I would yeah. say. There were no snafus by any means about the hooks. And that went really well, yeah. I would say. And then we hung things on the hooks, which is what we intended to do always, which was exciting because it very much cleared up the bench of all of the weird shit that was on it. <laughs> and then we were sitting casually in the living room one day. And one of the pieces of the coat rail fell off the wall. Um, which did not not contribute to us making, not making the podcast for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Because in that moment, I just felt so absolutely demoralized that, like, we had done all of this work and tried so hard and it had taken so long. And that should just, yeah, didn't function. And it was really annoying because, like, I hadn't hung my backpack up, um, I had wanted to initially, and just once we were done and I looked at it, I was like, this is not going to bear the weight of my backpack, because I carry a lot of shit in my backpack. It's not like a regular backpack weight. It's like pretty heavy. And so I didn't hang it up, but it was like my winter coat that took it down, which was exactly what the thing had been made for. Yeah, was the entire purpose of it. So I was pretty bitter for a good amount of time. Months. And finally, I had talked to a number of people about it, and Dill was like, you just need to get drywall anchors. And he was correct, because we had, I was hoping that at some point we would just, like, accidentally hit a stud, (laughs) because if you remember from, like, the first episode, we couldn't find any studs with a stud finder. And I was thinking that, like, if we nail down the entirety of the wall at some point, we'll hit a stud. (laughs) Apparently not. So, I acknowledge the trueness of Dylan's assessment, and I go and I buy drywall anchors. And I buy the drywall anchors that are, like, big as fuck, the ones that you don't hammer in, the ones that you screw in. So, my plan is as follows. I will screw the drywall anchors into the holes that exist in the wall from the nails. Check. Then, I will remove the nails from the coat rail... And I will screw into the nail holes, thus aligning my anchors with my screws. Check. And this will anchor the thing to the wall. Check, check, check. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to sink the screws in a way that I wasn't able to sink the nails because I'll be like actively screwing them. Check. Where were you during this? Because you like weren't here, I don't think. I don't know if that's true. Maybe, maybe I was just on a walk. I mean, I was definitely here somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere to be. (laughs) Wasn't going anywhere too far. Maybe I was just out on a walk. Maybe you were, like, at the grocery store or something. (laughs) There are, like, a few places you go. I doubt it was the grocery store. It's probably just the park if I wasn't here, I would imagine. So I'm, like, here by myself, and I'm feeling like I finally have the physical and emotional energy to deal with this. And I take my drywall anchor, (laughs) and I start screwing it. And it makes it about half an inch into the wall. And these drywall anchors are about an inch and a half long. (laughs) So it's just sticking out of the wall. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just right here. Because we have all sorts of shit in our walls. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, no idea really what it looks like in there. So I'm like, okay, let me try the next one. (laughs) 
Same deal, half an inch. So I go to the opposite end of the coat rail and I try one over there. Same mm. deal, half an inch. And then I'm texting Dylan, I'm like, um, I've done exactly what you told me to. I was like, maybe I have accidentally hit a stud with this drywall anchor, mm. which like anchors don't go into studs, they are opposites. <laughs> um, I, I'm like, I did exactly what you told me to do. This is what I'm looking at. And he's like, how far in are they going? And I'm like, I don't know. I would say like half an inch. And he's like, well, then your wall is definitely made of bricks because drywall is half an inch thick. <laughs> Which is something that we had like vaguely considered for a second because the only way for the wall to be hold up if, held up if there are no studs is that it's made of masonry. Yeah, besides magic. Right, which um, I don't think exists in this building. No, perhaps not. <laughs> and so um, that was wild, though, because I know that, say, like, our exterior walls are brick. Yeah, very brick. Which is was sort of a thing when we were hanging the curtain rods, but that's for a different episode. <laughs> These walls, though, are not and were never exterior walls. That like, we know of, but probably not. The building would have had to have been renovated in a way that, like, added new apartments on both sides of us. And honestly, I thought that our front hallway was maybe, like, caused by cutting up a bigger apartment into many smaller apartments. Mm -hmm. Because um, it's just so narrow and weird. But, like, there are people on either side of us. Yeah. So... It is surprising to me that this is an original wall that existed within the apartment when the building was built in the 20s. Apparently, um, lumber wasn't as easy to get a hold of as it is now until about the 50s. Makes some sense, actually, really. So, like, even interior walls would have been made of masonry, which you would never see now. Mm. So that's an interesting historical fact, but not particularly (laughs) useful in terms of hanging this shit. However, also, the probably only good thing about finding this out is that it means that when we were trying to countersink the nails, that's why it wasn't working. Because we were trying no, to countersink... it wasn't our fault. <laughs> no, we were trying to countersink them into brick. And if you look, the amount of nail that comes out is about half an inch. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't going to get us a coat rail onto the wall. No. What I'm about to say right now is not a recommendation as to what to do. It is only a factual account of what I did. (laughs) Do not attempt at home. Um, I got my wood glue. (laughs) And I put wood glue in every single one of the existing nail holes. I also um, obviously spackled the massive holes I had made with my drywall anchors. Mm -hmm. I let that dry. And then I put... Wood glue in the nail holes and wood glue on the back of the coat rail just for like some added zhuzh. Funsies. And I glued that shit up there mm-hmm. and I used painter's tape to hold it up while the glue was drying. And I walked away. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so we have a coat rail, kind of. Very, yeah. A very light coat rail. Well, I think we can, like, your coats are on it now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's held, uh, I haven't put my heaviest winter coat like you put yours. I've only put my lighter ones. Well, none of my coats are on it right now because I don't go outside, but I feel like I would put my coat back now because Gorilla Glue is serious stuff. Yeah. 
I also keep mine, I don't know if it actually makes a difference, but I keep mine on the one that didn't fall off. So there was one towards, like, the very front, or I guess, as you walk in through the hallway, the board on the left closest to our living room, like the most interior, didn't fall off. And I don't know if it matters at all, because that's just wood glued too, but for whatever reason, maybe just my own superstition, that's the one that I keep <laughs> my shit on, because it didn't fall off. Uh, so I trusted the most. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that project. Um, and I don't know if we said this on the podcast, but for a while we were thinking about using the rail on the other side to create a picture rail. Mm. We're now definitely not doing that because we yeah. know it's not going to bear the weight of having art up there. So that project is done and dusted and we're just yeah. never going back. Nope. Though, I will say, to end this episode on a happy note, though completely unrelated, <sighs> um, I recently bought a sweater on Poshmark, and I've been using Poshmark a lot more recently, which is kind of exciting. I don't know. At first, I didn't really understand how to use it, and now I sort of do, so I've bought a few things. Um, this is, I think I've been two years without purchasing fast fashion. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. And so Poshmark is kind of exciting because I can like revisit some brands I used to like, but do it in a way that is perhaps more ethical. Hmm. So I got this Madewell sweater um, on Poshmark and it had a wee hole in it, sort of in the place that all sweaters get holes, like right on the cuff Hmm. where you're like flinging it around, you know, and getting it caught on stuff. As one does. Yeah. Which is, sweaters. Which is no big deal because I got, I bought the sweater for like $20. So yeah. it was highly discounted. Um, but I thought I'd try something that I had seen before, which is needle felting the hole closed, hmm. which was good on a lot of levels. It was going to fix the hole. Check. It was going to be sort of like a cute mend. Like I felt like if I tried to sew it, it would be a very visible, but like sort of ugly mend. Hmm. Um. Whereas this was going to be visible, but like intentional looking. Like a beauty mark. Yeah. 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 And it was also going to use up some of my um, wool that I have sitting around, which is plentiful. Yeah. A lot of wool. Whole sheep's worth. (laughs) I wonder if that's true. I wonder like how much wool one sheep will make. Donnie's going to look it up while I continue telling this story. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I looked at some um, DIYs online, and I think I got the idea from a blog called Reading My Tea Leaves, like, a long, long time ago. Um, I don't know that that answers our question, though, based on, like... Yeah, I don't know. But we gotta find a better source. I feel like this is some just, like, paid-for, promoted bullshit. Okay. Sheep101.info. Um, this is what we need. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, I had seen um, the woman who runs Reading My Tea Leaves do it to some baby sweaters, and it was cute. So I tried it myself, and um, I found some DIYs online. I was a little concerned about whether it would work because this sweater is not 100% wool. It's only 30% wool. But I needle felted that shit on there in like a cute little uh, dot, and it's not the same color as that part of the sweater, but it's the same color as another part of the sweater. So it like 
looks like it matches. And I'm pretty pleased with how it turned out. Yeah, it's a cute little man. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I also, after I was done needle felching it, ran it under some hot water because hot water causes wool to shrink and that's supposed to like hold it on there tighter. So yeah, that was a nice successful thing that happened today that I just felt I should share with everyone because everything else is awful. Did you uh, find an answer to this question? It seems like it is between what that uh between two and 30 pounds yeah depending on i guess a lot of shit that seems like a pretty big range well okay that's the average yeah. weight is seven which also feels weird but in that range <laughs> like between two and 30 but the average is seven so i have way less than a sheep of wool because those like big bats are one ounce yeah so there would be 16 of those in a pound yeah so it's interesting so, you were being hyperbolic. I was. I was being hyperbolic. I've also gotten into needle felting. That's uh, true. Quite successfully, I would say. Needle felting is for everyone. Yeah. Maybe not children. Probably not children. No. Those things are pretty sharp. Yeah. And like, probably not for children. <laughs> everyone else, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.